Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. I'm Tower here with Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence through, to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. You can find Warren Radio on Truth Social, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Getter, Tumblr, and Linktree. And you can listen and download our shows by going to warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And you can also find Warren Radio on the following website streamers. Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. Do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Do not miss this post, Hosea Startling Prophecy. Hosea's Startling Prophecy bring a life lesson using the prophet Hosea. A whore and children from that union, each child has a name representing what the relation is between God and his people. Do not miss this post, Expected End, Image of Christ. Expected End, Image of Christ is a goal of God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord, plain and simple, yet hard to bear. Do not miss this post, Life Journeys Path, Life Journey Paths, Folly or Wisdom. Life Journey Paths, Folly or Wisdom is a modern prose about eternity's warning. It is a piece every believer should read. And the latest post on warn-usa.com? Do not miss this post, Shaking of Nations, Christian Persecution, Fear, Faith Not, Fear, Faith Not, Fear, Classic Warn Radio. Shaking of Nations brings Christian news updates of the persecution of the Christians. The message to all is that as Hebrews warns, see that ye refuse not him that speaks. Do not miss this post, Kingdom Shaking Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 42. Kingdom Shaking is today's episode. We, in today's episode, we deal with history and judgment. In, that, in this, we find the levelant or the Levant, Mediterranean, and other well-known seaports affected. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising. It's a fiction, a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana Glenn Smith. There's danger and intrigue, dark forces are plotting, and the nation is at risk. Can Mac save the United States? And you can get your copy of The Rising by going to Dana Glenn Smith, where you can also sign up for the newsletter, and you can visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop, 
and there you will find the rising and other Christian books as well as resources from our vision media. And now I welcome in the Watchmen. You're listening to WARN Radio on the WIBR WARN Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings. Welcome to another Friday morning. It's time for Sound the Shofar. A little more laid back Friday morning. We got a little section here I call Fruit and Nuts. Because America's filled with them. We go through the scriptures, we welcome in the weekend, we know Shabbat's on the way, and we know the Lord's in charge and coming soon. It's a good thing, after Biden's speech that he did in Philly, you know, Philly is the place where Thomas Jefferson and all the others were quite familiar. It's hard to believe we have such a lawless administration. And of course, he fears MAGA. He fears the patriots and the Christians. All of them do. Why do you think Castro set up Cuba the way he did? Because he feared those who could take him down. So once he got control, he continued to push it until he eradicated his enemies. That's the way it works. Stalin was the same way. Mao was the same way. One of the greatest perpetrators of genocide in the world are governments of men. Look at Kim Jong-un's family in North Korea. How many lives are they responsible for destroying there? And so in social media, there is an art to deception. You make it look good, you find some sexy gal and you let her talk or some sexy guy. It's all the flesh, all attraction, all deception. Well, we cut to the chase. Because even good-looking women and good-looking men and slick ads, the people behind them bleed real blood. And when you're an idiot of a president who calls for civil war, calls 
all those who are on the other side of the fence, your enemy, you're preparing America for a bloodbath. Unfortunately. And he was probably scripted to do that. Yet, America's been heading down this path for a lot of years. It's lawless. And more and more has been said about the churches. Now, I'm an independent. I preach the word. I teach the word. I call out sin. Period. A three-letter word. I tell them to repent. I don't go around and list the ABCs of the individual sins. If you're not smart enough to figure it out, get in the Bible. I'm here to call a nation to repentance. As we used to say... We comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. We wake them up. Yet in this, you can't wake up a woke society. That's because that wokeness is deception. And of course, the techies who built the internet or helped who are multi-billionaires now, have major influence. And they know it. Money rules America and the world. And in America, there are those that love the old America. That really know what it's about. On the 4th of July, we spent it on the streets with the entire town watching the parade go by, along with the flag and the military. Memorial Day, there were ceremonies. Picnics, America, apple pie, and God. That's all gone now. It's not the same. You could run around and talk about that stuff all day long and it wouldn't change America. America has lost the heart. America has lost the faith. The churches are rich and in need of nothing, many of them. Not every Christian is corrupt and not every church is corrupt. But through our own success and prosperity, it has become dull, afflicted, prosperous, fat, lazy. 
selling platitudes of men over the word of God. At a time when we need the voice of the church more than ever before, it's been silent. Now the one voice I hear a lot is Franklin Graham from Samaritan's Purse who will get interviewed, who will tell you the truth. But gone are the days of the David Wilkerson's and others who stood their ground, called for repentance. Yes, when you get on Truth Social, especially today, you should have seen the conversation about Biden coming through loud and clear. This is a president who has the lowest ratings in history. This is a president whose figures of employment, economic gain, and everything else is in the toilet. There is nothing this man does that has helped America as a whole. He has helped the lawless. And there are governors and there are prosecuting attorneys Attorney generals who will do the same thing as Biden does. They ignored the riots and the thievery, even to this day, by BLM, Antifa, and others. Meanwhile, they've locked up the J6ers, which was an already contrived event. They knew what would happen. They knew that Trump was going to have a rally there, so they set it up. When I first seen that Trump was going to have that rally in D.C., I was aghast. And I told those around me that they will regret it because it's a trap. You don't go into the devil's territory and prance around like you own the place because he'll let you. Because he has a trap for you. He wants you there. Pelosi wanted Trump there. She's the one that wouldn't bring in the National Guard. She knew why she didn't want the National Guard. Because she wanted Trump's followers to do something stupid. And they were led by others, infiltrated by FBI agents. It was a total setup from the beginning. Meanwhile, as we try to pursue justice and hold people accountable like the liberals and the Democrats who cheated on elections, 
they continue to lambast us. And even the MAGA, I mean, you know, the rhino Republicans have issues with all of that because they join in the chorus. They don't like Trump either. So you've never seen a bigger picture and a clearer picture of the divide in America. A divide which I warned about many years ago during the great summer eclipse and how that eclipse divided America. I told people. I wrote about it. I talked about it on the shows. But see, I'm no Joe Rogan. I don't have 11 million listeners per episode. But I knew what was going on. I had been informed. I've always known. I was telling people, the minute that you see Biden elected, it will be judgment. That's the sign. And I wouldn't be here if the Lord hadn't brought me here. It was by his hand. I've been doing these shows, producing them, putting them up for many years now. And Tower's been at my right hand. I'm not here to be the world's biggest broadcaster. I'm not here to have the biggest website on earth. I'm here to be faithful. To declare what God has put in my bucket to give it out. And it's up to you to decide. I ain't going to argue with you. I'm not going to plead with you. I'm going to give you the word of God. And I'm going to speak it. I'm going to tell you the truth as I know it. And when God lays it in my bucket, I tell you. Joel Rosenberg. You may recognize him. He's a Christian. He's a Jew. He's a citizen of the United States and a citizen of Israel. He had a big column today in the magazine or the news site. He has two of them, all Arab news, all Israel news. And in it, he was talking about how divided America was. And it is. Of course it is. I knew it was. I don't need him to tell me. But it's a good thing he, you know, he wrote it. It was a good column. And he's going to continue. Because what he's trying to do is affect people not to be so divided. And as I've said before, a house divided will not stand. And if you truly love your kids, your grandchildren and great-grandchildren, then you need to work to that end. But there's people that won't listen. Because they don't want you to have America. They don't want you to believe in what this country was. 
They don't like Christians to be Christian. They don't like people to tell them you can't abort babies and slaughter them like you want to. And you can't pervert the kids. You need to stop with the sins and awaken to the fear of God. But they won't. They won't know. They will pursue what they want to that will lead them into a place where they will never see it coming. And that will be judgment. They will never see it coming. It will come quickly in a moment's notice and they won't even know what hit them until after it's done. And then it will be too late. Now, in time affliction, survival practice. This is part three. This part is the wisdom of God. Make sure the world does not have the wisdom of God. For the world, by wisdom, knew not God. Neither can they know him, for he is spiritually discerned. You must be born again of the Spirit, John 3. You must walk in the light as Yahshua, Jesus, is in the light, 1 John 1. And of course, you must receive him, John chapter 1. End time affliction survival practice. This series covers a number of items and information about getting you ready for what is coming. And I can't guarantee you're going to make it through alive. But I'm here to tell you, and I'm talking to Christians, if you don't believe in divine healing, you better. If you don't believe God provides miracles, you better. If you believe and get bored by reading the word of God, you'd better awaken. Ask God to stir you. Awaken you. Because you are going to need supernatural intervention from the supernatural realm of our Lord and our God that reaches into the here and now of the physical to deliver his children. And it's not going to be pretty. I pray that this is not going to happen right away. I pray that this is down the road. As far as I'm concerned, it can wait a hundred years or a thousand years. I don't like the vision. I don't like the sin. I don't like the killing of babies. I don't like zero of what Biden has done. I don't think there's one thing I've liked about what he's done.
But Joe Biden is blinded. His wife is blinded. Those around him are blinded. Just as God blinded Israel because of their sins. The wisdom of God's in this particular segment is up front and center in this episode for end time affliction survival practice. The practice now is any biblical idea, belief, or method which, by means of practice and preparedness, can deliver you as a believer in life threatening times. Now, prayer, fasting, and joint prayer and intersection is also included in this. Make no mistake, the church has a record of those who have lost their lives for their faith. And even to this day, it still goes on. And then there's those who stood for Christ and they made it through and they lived through it. So not every believer is martyred. Nor did every believer escape this fate of which we refer to. Yet in it all, Christ in us the hope of glory Is not only in our hearts, but it represents our Lord who is the power of God and the wisdom of God. It is our faith and belief that God can and will deliver us from our enemies, thus the wisdom of God. There's one thing that when Christ came... And many things that he spake they did not understand, even his apostles. But there was time, there was, and there still is today, that when believers may not know or understand the principles, just as Yahshua, Jesus, was teaching the apostles, And sometimes they didn't understand. Here in Matthew 11.25 is a little scripture. You can look up the context. At that time Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hid these things from the wise and prudent and has revealed them unto babes. These were the ones to whom the Lord was ministering. Because there are those that are wise in the world that still don't know. And it says prudent. That prudent is sanetos. In short, mentally put, (laughs) 
mentally put together. It's kind of funny, that little phrase. Because Biden is not mentally put together well. Sagacious, prudent. Wise, intelligent, perceptive. Now see, that doesn't mean necessarily that it's wise in the things of God. Because there are those in the world that are wise and they're prudent, they're intelligent, they're perceptive, but they still don't understand or see Christ or the things of Christ and the Father. It must be revealed. Even the Lord said, nobody can come to me unless the Father draws him. For the world by wisdom knew not God. You can't just come up. That's why when the scripture says today is the day of salvation, When God calls, you'd better waken up. You better listen. When God begins to deal in your heart and you begin to realize that he's there and he's speaking to your heart, you need to answer. And you better answer correctly because you may not get another chance. And when you stand before him, you will know that God had given you a chance. Now, here's an example in Acts 13, 6 through 7. And when they had gone through the isle unto Patpos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew, whose name was Bar-Jesus, which was the deputy of the country, Sergius Paulus, a prudent man who called for Barnabas and Saul and desired to hear The word of God. A prudent man who's wise and intelligent and perceptive. He was perceptive enough to know, I want to hear Barnabas and Saul. And hear what they have to say about the word of God. Now, see, I think of America. How many of those trying to destroy the America would actually be sitting there? You know, I need to call such and such up and hear what he has to say about the word of God and about the Lord. Whenever we talk about prudence, though, And being a prudent man, it was recognized as one of the cardinal virtues by most ancient ethical writers. We think of Aristotle, Plato, many others. But you see, as believers, though, Our prudent ways, or prudence in general, 
is not connected to the world. It's connected to Jesus Christ and our being found in him. So in the ways of the world, we learn how to be a survivalist. The practice of starting fires, the practice of living through freezing weather, the practice of knowing what to do. And you can watch, for instance, old reruns from The Survivor Man. You can watch uh, a number of survivalist shows. And when I think of that, and it's interesting to note, you know, there there are a lot of survivalists, but uh, Bear Grylls is probably one of the foremost. And I've spent time researching both of these men and how they survive. That's the physical practice. I live where I can drive up to inaccessible areas, get out, grab a backpack, walk in, and if you don't have the proper tools, you're going to die. Now, see, Bear Gorillas, a survivor man, and there's others like him. If something happens to society, they're going to make it, more than likely. But most Christians, you know, let's just put human beings, they're not going to survive. For many reasons. In the wilderness, you can get wood. In the big cities, it's hard to find wood. And every neighborhood can be an enclave enclave that hates the others. When I was in New York City, I was in the Navy. And I had a friend who was a Jewish man. And I was supposed to go with him to New York. He was going to show me around. I said, well, I'm going to go anyway. Because he had told me he had caught the watch. And, And he says, you won't like it. He says, but I can show you where it is. I went anyway because I was... A young lad (laughs) wasn't afraid of anything, so I got to New York. He was right. I didn't like it. I turned around and left. I did get a motel, did walk around. They told me, don't go down past 45th. Stay away from that area. Because they knew the areas. That was prudence. So I decided I'd take a subway. And I was asking people, well, which train do I get on? I wanted to go to Greenwich Village. (laughs) Everybody looked at me like I was nuts. I found a cop down there. Ask him. He looked at me like I was nuts, but he finally told me. And that was way back before the 1970s when I was in the service. I found uh, Greenwich Village and stayed around there, went in a few places, turned around, went back to my motel, made it, never got lost. But I did leave early and went back to the bus and 
headed out of town. I was glad to get out of the city. All over the walls and the black part of town that the bus took us through. White is dirty. Black is beautiful. All kinds of graffiti hating the whites. That was in the pre... That was the later 60s. That's the way it was. It's even worse today. So prudence. We learn the physical characteristics of things or the physical, um, you know, practice of how to make a fire, how to build a shelter, how to get along, how do you get food. And I don't know all the ways. I plan on having a gun with me. If I want food, I'll shoot it. But what if you don't have enough ammunition and you can't afford to shoot the rifle or the pistol because your enemies might hear? So you got to trap. You got to find a way to get your food quietly. You got to make a fire that they won't see. Those are the prudent ways. That's why. When we talk about practice, when we talk about survivability, you need to know some of these things to get you by in whatever country you're in. Because there is no doubt that the early Christians had to leave society where they were. And I've told this story before. I followed an episode of Bear Grylls. He is out in the middle of Turkey somewhere, clear out in the middle of nowhere. And he came across some caves high up in the ridge of a mountain. And you had to, he had to climb up there, and he can climb up anything. And he got in it, and he said, this is where early Christians spent their time away from the persecution that was going on. And he said they would even come here looking for him. And he said, but they, the, the Christians had built such a network of caves that nobody could find their way out of them once they got in them, except the Christians. So if someone would come to hurt them, they'd crawl back in the network of caves in the caves and stay there until they're gone. But at any rate, many times... Over the years in research and some of this stuff, we know that the Christians found a place. There is this one woman that I ran across. She's probably dead now. She was the last remaining member of the family that fled during the time of the Russian Orthodox Church was oppressing Christians who weren't a part of the Russian Orthodox Church. And it was severe persecution, so their father packed him up and went up in the uppermost part of Siberia. Nobody survives there. But he did. For many, many years, the family all died off, and she was the last one left, but she knew how to survive all by herself. They didn't even know she existed until a number of years ago. Now this has been probably 10 years ago, maybe 15, 
maybe even 20 years when I was watching the videos of her. It was on YouTube at the time. And she knew how to survive in Siberia. She cut the wood. She did the fire. She had a hand-built house. She found food. She trapped. And that's the way it was. So when we talk about America now as Americans and American Christians or Americans in general. And believe me, in the early years of this broadcast, we're going to be entering our 25th year of ministry next year. But that's not how many years Tower and I have been connected to this. Tower and I go back to 1973 when I first told her what was coming to America. Because God had revealed it to me. And I was stubborn. You know? And one, one phrase that I was told, along with a number of other things. Because I stood in a light. I was bathed in a light. I could see nothing but light. And then a vision unfolded before me. And then pretty soon I found myself in the vision, watching what was happening. I'm not going to repeat all that. I don't like people to get caught up with faith in my visions. I want you to have faith in the Word of God, faith in the Lord, and His Word that He will accomplish that. So this trek of watching America go down, it's been with me all my life practically. And even growing up, there's things that I knew. Even in my rebellion, somehow God managed to keep me alive. Till one day alongside the road out in the middle of the desert... God caught up with me. I've never been the same since. I've been on fire. And there was times that in this, in my path, it was very tough. Because when you're on fire and you're in the church, there's people that want to extinguish that fire, including the deacons. And they tried. Matter of fact, they got rid of me. They told me point blank early Sunday morning going up to, and we had to go up the stairs to the sanctuary. We don't want you here. We don't want your ideas. We don't want your faith. You're too excitable for the Lord. You're too zealous for him. We don't want you here. Within two weeks, I was out of a job. I think that's what it was. It was around the holidays in the winter. I'd moved my family down there. I had no way of getting out of there. The Assemblies of God had called me and told me, we don't want you dividing the church because there's a lot of people that didn't like what happened. 
It was a mess. So for 12 years after that, I argued with God. Finally, it came to a head. And I can tell you a little bit about this, but I'm not going to today. Suffice it to say, through his grace and mercy and his wisdom, everything was taken care of. And then God called me to this end time ministry. But you see, you and I as Christians, we have that practice in the physical world of survivability or learning a job or whatever it is. In the Christian world, we have the practice of understanding the faith of God, the miracles, the signs and the wonders, God's provision, God's leading. That's the practice. Supernatural practices that are laid out in Scripture. First Corinthians eighteen through twenty-four, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. To the world it's foolish, it's stupid. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. See, because in the world there are those who are wise and intelligent in the things of the world. So when you start talking about them, the supernatural stuff, the power of God, it's foolishness to them. Because they're not wise in that. They're wise in the things of the world. And the world is going to dissipate. The world is going to be destroyed. This world is going to be remade, as it were. And there will be a new heavens and a new earth. So Paul, Paul then says, Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. That's what he determined. He goes on to say, for the Jews require a sign. And if you were a prophet of Israel in the old days, and you called yourself a prophet, you better be able to give them a sign. Now, they required a sign of Yahshua. And he said, it's a wicked and evil generation that requires a sign. But he gave them one anyway. Destroy this temple, and in three days I'll raise it up. So the Jews, being secular, being, you know, thinking, well, you know, this temple... What was it? 40 years in the making? And you're going to rebuild it in three days? No. Later on, the apostles knew that he was talking about the temple of his body. And if you get in there, you'll find that the temple is not your building and churches. It's not the Mormon temple in Salt Lake. The temple is your body 
and the inhabitant is the Spirit of God. Where the Jews require a sign, the Greeks seek after wisdom. See, they all want this. But Paul says, But we preach Christ crucified. Under the Jews a stumbling block and under the Greeks foolishness. Because Yahshua even showing up, that was a stumbling block. The enemy to the Lord was the high priest himself. He was those in the temple. Because they wouldn't listen. It was a stumbling block. And the Greeks, it was foolishness. And today, there are those that the gospel is foolish. And there's even Jews that is still a stumbling block to this day. But Paul clarifies it and says, But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks. Now the Greeks here represent the Gentile population as a whole. But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. So when we talk about surviving, we want the power of God and the wisdom of God through Christ. We're looking for that. How can we survive? And sometimes they survive through martyrship. Because even if they kill you, whosoever loses their life for my sake in the gospel shall find it. Now a real good example when we talk about it is in Daniel 2, 17 through 23. Then Daniel went to his house and made the thing known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions, that they would desire mercies of the God of heaven concerning this secret. And this is the secret that the president, this is in Babylon, the ruler, Nebuchadnezzar, wouldn't reveal the dream. He wanted people to reveal the dream so he'd know that they were telling the truth. And they would desire the mercies of the God of heaven concerning this secret that Daniel and his fellows should not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon because the king was going to destroy them. Then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. And he changeth the times and the seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. He reveals the deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness and the light dwelleth with him. I thank thee and praise thee, O thou God of my fathers, who has given me wisdom and might, and has made known unto me now what we desired of thee. 
for thou hast made known unto us the king's matter. And he went and told the king, and the king said it was correct, and he raised up Daniel. And Daniel lived. Now see, when we face things we can't take care of, we will seek the Lord God. We will believe. And when we talk of prudence, when we talk of wisdom, when we talk of miracles and signs and wonders, we're talking about an attitude to believe God for deliverance. I will open the door to tomorrow with faith, believing that no matter what I face, God will make a way. Miracles, signs, and wonders. And the Lord did say, greater things than these shall you do because I go to my Father. God is not going to leave the church. He will be there. Colossians 2, 1 through 5. For I would that you knew what great conflict I have for you and for them at Laodicea, for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love unto all the riches of the full assurance of understanding to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, And this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. For though I be absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in the spirit, joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. For us it is that faith in Christ. And that we here, and it's been a long time since the apostles, And there's been a lot of things happen over the course of all these generations of men. But it's the same. Understanding the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. How does that work? And in whom, in Christ, is all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So you need wisdom, you need knowledge. How do I get out of this? Where do you go? You go to the Lord. And I mean this sincerely. You can also get in the Word of God and read that. But see, others will try to beguile you, trick you, convince you of something else. God doesn't do that anymore, they say. Well, I'm here to tell you that God does do miracles. God does provide a way, but you've got to believe it. If you don't want to be delivered, then you can be martyred. And I've gone through this before when talking about faith. Especially the Hall, Hall of Fame. That there is that part. That you've got to make up your mind. 
and belief because people will tell you, no, it doesn't. But it does exist today. There is a wisdom. There is a knowledge. There is a power. There is miraculous deliverances. Yes, and there's also martyrship. And we overcame Revelation 12:11 by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony, and we loved our lives not unto the death. And for us in the end of days, that is the last, that is a marching order. By the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony. Blood of the Lamb, we've received him, we know him. We've been born again. We've accepted that atonement of Christ. And he's our Savior. We believe in him. The word of our testimony. Whosoever testifies of me before men, him will I testify. But whoever denies me before men, him will I deny before the Father. By the word of your testimony, you overcome. And whosoever loses their life for my sake in the gospel shall find it. And whosoever saves their life shall lose it. But there's that place where God provides miracles and signs and wonders. So this is end time affliction, survival practice, prudence and wisdom. We're coming to the end of this segment. And may God bless you and keep you. May he grant you understanding in the things that we're discussing. And take what you've heard and build on it. And do your own research as to survivability. Make sure you have things stocked up. Look for a way, ways to escape out of there. Because it's better to live in the wilderness than it is in a city that's going to be torn apart and chaotic. And the things that are coming to America, Americans are not prepared for. I warned them of the division in America a long time ago. I warned him of judgment coming to this nation even longer than that ago. And I'm still warning. And I'm telling America they need to repent. But instead they nurture their sins and have more rebellion. Don't let this happen to you. Have a good night, a good weekend. Bless you and keep you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, in the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word. Till next time, shalom. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warn Radio. 
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.